0: Welcome to episode 16 of the TCCG Roundtable. We're your hosts, Dragon Rider and Ron Mexico. Hello.
1: Hey, Dragon Rider. Glad to be here today. Um, excited to be joining this fabulous show you have going on.
0: Yes, I'm excited to have you as well. So uh for anybody that has been kind of keeping up, or if maybe if this is your first time tuning in, uh It's uh did have to step away from the show between work and family and events and all sorts of stuff that he had going on it was just uh, a little bit too too much to try to also do this show every week so you know we wish him the best absolutely and we'll definitely keep everybody updated with uh, his you know card game tournaments and, and all of that that he's still doing but uh i am very excited to have ron joining the cast here and uh, we'll be doing this every week we'll you know we'll still be aiming to get some guests every once in a while um but you know for now for this like first episode we're like all right let's just (laughs) let's just dive in and and uh see what we can do and you've been a guest on the show before as well so you know, if anybody is uh maybe unfamiliar with you, you, you have been on before, so it's true. I am very excited.
1: <laughs> I had a great time the last time I was here. Uh you guys did a little interview for me, which uh, you do basically for, for every guest you've had. And um in light of that I was thinking, you know what, y- you've heard Don, you know, give all these interviews and participate and in, in asking all these guests, but I'm not sure if you guys have had a chance to hear us do an interview. Of Dragon Rider herself, so what better time than than now to just dive right in? Uh, Dragon Rider, are you ready for your own mini interview?
0: I I am. All let's right, do it.
1: Sweet. So let's dive in. First off, uh, tell us about your history with card games. What got you into cards?
0: Oh my goodness. Well. Uh I think what initially got me into cards was my parents owned a like game shop. They owned a, a Magic the Gathering and game store uh when you know when I was a kid and I I don't remember exactly I just remember like I was around 8 9 years old and uh they needed some people for Friday night magic. Now at this point This is is kind of going way back. So they had DCI numbers and that whole thing. That's like, you know, that's like a relic now, I think. (laughs) Um, But uh, for it to actually be DCI sanctioned and for people to earn points, uh, you had to have at least eight people in a tournament for it to count for that. And they often only ended up having like seven people. So here I am little you know eight-year-old Dawn and I'm like all right like give me a number and uh, you know got me a DCI number and I I joined in and played and uh, so that and I think around somewhere around that same time I also kind of got into uh, the Pokemon card game which you know again dating myself kind of here but that was uh, you know the the first gen like the original Pokemon card game Uh, and my mom would take us over to the the toys r us gosh i don't does toys r us even exist anymore either I, wow i feel I like think this they is might. that's so okay I'm, I'm right in the same boat
1: with you um i am curious <laughs> oh too uh did eight-year-old Don clean up in that <laughs> oh tournament did, did you wreck everybody in your first foray into magic were you an um, immediate prodigy or did that come a little later
0: <laughs> you know i i I don't think it was the first one, definitely. Um, but I do remember here's a, here's a little funny backstory. Uh, there was this customer that was at my my parents' shop, you know, frequently. He was a he was a frequent customer, uh, but he was, you know, he was kind of kind of an ass to people. Okay, like you know, he was one of those people that like every time he won, he would like really gloat about it and kind of rub it in people's faces and stuff. Like, no way, a sore um, winner in Magic the Gathering. It, it, Surely <laughs> yeah um and I think it was a little worse when he lost uh you know but um there was one time that I played against him and uh I did win yeah little you know nice. eight ten year old me whatever uh beat him and at that point it's I-, I guess would be kind of similar to like the MMR difference but this would be maybe like you know a bronze or silver player beating somebody in like top one thousand legend in hearthstone, and like if you're at that top one thousand legend and you lose to somebody in like silver, you'd lose a bunch of rank yeah a bunch of m m r uh so that was the kind of comparison with that d c i and uh so he was not very happy with that because I had pretty low like d c i number and and beat him, so he, you know I gained a whole bunch and he lost a whole bunch um you know and I was a kid right so i'm like well he does it to people so i'm gonna do it to him so i kind of you know gloated and like rubbed <laughs> his face that, that i beat him oh, and amazing. uh you know that was <laughs> you know my parents had to like take me into the back of the store and be like okay like you know you can't do that till like, he's a customer you know but at the same time they were like thumbs up like good job yeah. though because like you know he's also he's such a jerk to people yeah but he had a comment <laughs> he had a comment yeah so they're like you can't do that book a job we can't do that um so yeah that's i i do remember that uh don't know if i ever like really won any um tournaments you know i, I think at that point i was also very much like i just played the cards that had like the cool pictures you know and i was honestly <laughs> still a good strategy uh really even is now. um yeah. It, it, it's getting hard though because man some of these card games have just such amazing art like it's fantastic true. um so yeah that kind of got me into the card games you know and at the start of things that's awesome um
1: i know you mentioned already too when you were answering that question uh, at least some of the card games you played uh i i bet there's a lot can do you even have a total count of like how many card games you've played? I would say what card games have you played but you might answer most or if not all. Uh, uh Maybe instead of what card games you play have you played since there's so many, what of what are the favorite card games that you've played?
0: Okay yeah I mean at this point like there's also a ton of card games that like I've dabbled in or tried and that they just you know for one reason or another, didn't like stick with them. Uh so I mean I've probably tried at least 20 or 30 card games, well, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's but quite a lot. Um The the favorites though, I mean, absolutely I would have to say Hearthstone. Uh, you know, I've been playing that consistently for, you know, a little over nine years now. Uh so definitely you know, since since beta uh, when that launched in 2014. So stuck with it that whole time. You know, I, I, I would also say magic. I kind of faded away from magic. Um, you know, t- I guess kind of dabbled in it a little bit here and there in the last uh, handful of years. But um, that probably has to just be a favorite just because it was like such uh, an important part of like my childhood and, and kind of becoming who I am now. So in, in that aspect, uh that would probably be like a a runner up. Nice. Um But yeah, there's there's been a ton of different card games that I've played. Uh and you know, yeah, i I mean I've probably forgotten more card <laughs> games than I can even think of at this point. Solid but, flex, uh, honestly. Yeah. I, like it. <laughs> I mean, I just you know, one thing like with, with at least trying all the different card games, I love how many card games there are but like how card games still find ways to innovate and try new things because that always amazes me i'm like there are so many card games yet every new card game whether it's digital or physical they always have you know some little like okay we're gonna you know instead of a mana system we're gonna go this route or you know instead of uh instead of just having one board space, you're going to have lanes, uh, you know, and and it's just amazing to me how card games can come up with these different, uh, you know, different concepts. Well,
1: that's a great point. It's part of the beauty of card games, I think. Just everyone puts their own little individual, like, unique spin on what is the the draw to their game, and sometimes it's super successful. Sometimes it doesn't go so well, but uh, companies keep trying and, and come up with new ones, and Every now and then you get a big hit like uh, like Marvel Snap as as an example recently that was a pretty new like innovative thing and it's taken off huge.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, let's see. I know a lot of the audience of course already knows a good deal of what you do involving cards, but just as a general like platform again for uh for the sake of our interview and for anyone who anyone who hasn't heard um tell me a little bit about what you do involving cards and card games
0: uh well i mean i i kind of like to say that it almost feels like the list of what i don't do is is getting shorter at this point than what i do (laughs) um so i i stream i do youtube videos i do a couple of podcasts including this one uh i compete in tournaments i have run tournaments i cast um i I run Amberfly Gaming. So I guess that's you know that's a that's an important thing as well. Um so you know a lot of like planning, different stuff goes into that. Uh and I I try as much as I can to kind of at least like dabble or or watch or kind of you know follow as many card games as I can uh and different people across those card games, so that's that's a huge like time investment and stuff as well you know just trying to to keep up with everything um absolutely is yeah you got a lot on your plate
1: um that's uh yeah it's like a a do-it-all kind of list um which is pretty cool it's pretty intensive
0: yeah yeah it's uh it it can be and sometimes it's amazing and then sometimes i'm like why do i do this to myself (laughs) there's way too many things
1: (laughs) um uh, personally, I'm, I'm a huge fan of your casting, um, which you've gotten to do on a, a, an official Blizzard event, which was just like, it blew me away. It was so amazing. Um, are there any uh, specific like accomplishments that, that you're really proud of or, or proficiencies that you want to talk about?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, specifically, like you mentioned, the, the casting. Um, you know, that was something that, like, years ago, so I got into Hearthstone and then kind of over time I was like I think I can I can be good at this you know and and I'd never really pushed to be super competitive in any card games before uh, you know I kind of more focused on just playing and like having fun and maybe kind of competing but not really caring about being at that higher level and the more I watched like tournaments of Hearthstone specifically uh, you know and the more that I played the more I did that it kind of got to the point of I would be watching and I would say like out loud a lot of the same things that the casters were saying. And I'm like, oh, I just said that I'm like, I could do this. <laughs> nice. You know, like I was like, I, you know, I think I could do that. And it kind of sparked that interest in finding out more about casting and trying it. And, uh, you know, it was, it's kind of been an amazing journey. I feel like, um, starting with more like content, doing podcasting and, uh, Years ago, I actually was part of a a little um, all women Hearthstone podcast, and we had Necra, Rosemary, some of you may know, Uh, she does casting for multiple games now. I mean, she has just over the last several years, like blown up, and it's been amazing to see her journey. Uh, But one of my kind of big like break ins with casting was casting Hearthstone with her, for uh, a Supergirl Gamer Pro Hearthstone thing that was like nine weeks long. Um, And so I got to learn a lot from her. And then kind of after that, she started moving away from Hearthstone, uh, moving more into Pokemon, Overwatch. uh, But like that kind of got me into it. And I I think the point of being able to see myself go from that point to getting invited twice (laughs) to cast uh, official, you know, Hearthstone stuff for Blizzard was was like amazing. I was just like, this is so cool! It's amazing. Uh, and you know, yeah, that day of I, I did a um, a guest cast with TJ uh, for In America's Grandmaster, and then I did uh, the first day of um, Masters Tour Undercity, and got to cast with with basically everybody else there uh opened the show with gia which uh also was kind of uh, a little bit groundbreaking groundbreaking in a way because uh that was the first time that there had been like two women casting on the desk at the same time for an official blizzard event so uh that was that was super cool um you know getting to open the show and cast with gia and it you know kind of be this whole thing so that was definitely uh like a a big thing for me um in terms of other like accomplishments just the the competitive stuff that i've been able to do um outside of casting even i i still think about this i was so close to i was second i'm still like salty about it Yeah, <laughs> in one of the uh master's tour qualifiers for master's tour las vegas that was in person and everything and i took second and even the person that that won was like you played really really well and it's like oh, i was I was that close like one game away from qualifying for that master's tour um you know and, and i've gotten close a couple of times you know top top eights uh there's been some other things like i remember applying in a master's tour qualifier online at the literally multi competing in a causa voices of the dust tournament at the same time now that's impressive <laughs> uh, but, yeah, i the, took the, like the dual gaming yeah nice. yeah i took second in the causa tournament and then like top four, top eight in the Master Tour qualifiers. So I was like, this is the trick, I guess. You just got to play in like two different things at once. Just no thinking, just go.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's an extensive list though. I'm really impressed too uh that and and that's such a cool thing to to get to say that like you were part of this groundbreaking moment in hearthstone's history uh and, and not only were you like the opener on you know the first uh dual female cast in in hearthstone's competitive history but you also you got to do that with gia and gia i mean she's not even going to be casting anymore that's like a that's like a once in a lifetime moment type thing so that is that is so cool that uh, just blows me away
0: yeah it was I'm almost like getting goosebumps now, like thinking back on it yeah it was it was a very like surreal moment, and you know and then after my first uh cast right you, the casters switch off, and so then you know when I kind of finished that and I took my first little break uh you know of course getting on like Twitter and stuff and just seeing the um like outpouring of of supports and people excited to see me on the cast uh was just. It was it was really really cool and it was really surreal. Um, so, you know, I hope to to keep striving for moments like that in in what I do. But yeah, that was that was definitely something that stands out to me. Absolutely. Um, with that, uh, one
1: final uh, question for you a uh, mini surprise question, Atachi uh, style, if you will, like uh, like we did in some previous ones. Before we dive into the news. Um, I wanted to ask you about the uh, the current uh, goal that you have for yourself on your stream. I know you've had a, a command for 20k wins. Um, you've got a giveaway planned when you hit that 20k. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, uh, this is back to Hearthstone, of course. What does 20k wins mean to you?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so yeah, I don't, it's, I guess it's just, like, putting a number to my time, I think is really what it is. Like, you know, again, I've been playing for a little over nine years. I've been doing content for more than half of that. Uh, You know, so, like, I'm hitting in May, coming up here in a couple of months, uh, it'll be five years streaming consistently. (laughs) Like, you know, it's... uh, I think it's kind of just putting a number to my time and just saying like hey look at look at what i have accomplished here um and also the big thing for the the 20,000 wins uh this is like all ranked wins so it doesn't count um you know battlegrounds wins or like arena wins or like other modes and i really don't play wild like I play it you know every now and then if like somebody redeems it on my stream or something but I don't really play a lot of wild so you know the pretty much those wins are all standard ranked uh which which I think is also kind of the other big factor is like it's not just wins you know it's standard ranked wins and uh you know I guess for me to go from you know, I remember in the old system, like I struggled to get to like silver or whatever it was, you know, like or rank 15. Um, you know, now look looking how far I've come. Uh, it's just something that I thought, you know, this could be kind of a really fun thing. Help the, you know, encourage other people who are trying to to climb towards achievements um, and. You know, just a cool thing that like the community can get behind and be like, okay you know how many wins are you at now oh yeah I love it <laughs> how close are you um and yeah of course giveaways you know at uh, at different um you know points throughout like at eighteen thousand wins a giveaway and then like eighteen thousand two hundred and fifty and then eighteen five um all the way up to that twenty thousand so I just thought it could be you know something fun to to keep people engaged as well as um, kind of be a little bit of a celebration of how far I've come
1: yeah it's fantastic you got to celebrate the journey uh it's been a long one Harsland's been around for quite some time now it's it keeps dating us every year (laughs) we don't need to focus on that we got some news (laughs) to talk about
0: (laughs) yes oh well I don't feel like there's a ton of news also you know uh apologies to everybody I have been Um, very kind of disconnected the last uh, couple weeks here that I've been dealing with some IRL stuff and some family things Um, everything's good, we're we're okay now but uh, uh, the couple of things that I do have here is uh, Hearthstone had released their newest patch uh, with changes to multiple modes Uh, they put in some changes for like wild cards, standard cards uh, some battlegrounds changes, duels changes, kind of hit know a lot of those um, modes all at once and I think it's amazing I was uh you know listening to some battlegrounds streamers yesterday and they're like oh yeah this is just like a small patch <laughs> like, <laughs> what? This is a, yeah this is a small patch and just that put something in perspective for me also just thinking about there's all these changes right they changed I mean for battlegrounds it was like I believe 10 cards yeah there was quite a few cards you know a card coming back in some, you know, a change to another card that wasn't, it was just like a bullet point listing. Um, And, you know, then it's like, oh yeah, this is a small patch. Like I just, that blows my mind just to think about that in general and how much content actually, you know, gets applied to some of these games. Like (laughs) that's, that's a lot. And Um, I have to confess, I barely pay attention to duels, but there's like a, a good
1: chunk of duels changes that happened in that patch too um yeah the the main focus for me uh playing standard mostly was the two big changes to Hearthstone and uh changing the death knight location from 3 mana to 4 mana and the goldshire knoll from 10 mana to 11 mana it makes a massive difference in the meta we had versus the meta we're currently developing into and and the new one feels a lot better which is nice and uh and kudos to the developers as well for really paying attention to some of the wild fe- uh, community feedback and they hit the three most frustrating play pattern uh irritating cards to play against for the wild community uh in um the Grace Age parrot the spectral pillager and cataclysm uh that was really kind of warping the format a lot so it'll be exciting to see if that uh gets gets to be you know a more tolerable mode for uh the wild community who who enjoys playing it so much
0: yeah yeah it's just i mean yeah multiple changes and yeah i just i still couldn't believe when they are like oh it's a small yeah. patch yeah. <laughs> <BG's> <laughs> players <laughs> just,
1: oh yeah that's it just 10 <laughs> yeah uh,
0: okay um, yeah and that uh, kind of brings you know into uh the discussions that we've had before of that kind of digital versus physical aspect too like it's just amazing how much the the digital cards can do and change and it's i don't know just <laughs> i'm just like wow this is this amazing
1: eight eight year old um, don but... never would have believed it uh you know the um, no the multiple changes to existing cards. It's like someone going around at a tournament with like a Sharpie, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just like each card, let me look at this one. Okay, no, 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 we gotta gotta adjust this. Like,
0: absolutely, Uh, it's such a
1: different world with digital card games.
0: Yes, oh, it really is. Um, Then next up we have, you know, speaking of another game uh, is Marvel Snap. Uh, the next uh season, Days of Future Past, is coming up very soon. They are, of course, bringing in uh new things as always with these seasons. Uh, the they are introducing Apex Mutant Hunter, Nimrod, new cards, variants, and more. As always, I mentioned that in the last uh season, it just seems like they're adding so much every season. Um, I, I again, I don't know how these these games are doing this because that's just it's so much content like every time. Yeah,
1: I believe they're on season ten now too, or season ten's about to start for Marvel yeah. Snap.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's what they're calling um, Days of Future Past. The current one is uh, Into the Quantum Realm, uh, which of course was corresponding to the uh, Ant-Man movie that released this month. Uh, and then Days of Future Past coming up here. Uh, There also is, I don't think that I, (laughs) I don't think I had time to type it into the notes. Um, A couple of different uh, card games are releasing some like expansions, new cards. Uh, We have um, Flesh and Bloods, new expansion coming out uh, March 24th. Uh, so that's in a couple of weeks towards the end of this month, uh, that is coming and they are doing, uh, the 17th through 20th, uh, is like pre-release events before that launches. Uh, and then also, uh, we have new stuff coming as well for, I just lost my page. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, i'm so sorry uh for it's gone uh wow new stuff coming for one or multiple
1: games i'm sure uh yes it, it happens Why sometimes <laughs> <laughs> page just like pieces was... out like now <laughs> you don't need this uh,
0: yeah uh <clears throat> yep and then my brain was like no you don't want to remember that uh infinity War's classic there it is hey nice Uh, Yes, from Lightmare Studios. Uh, So they are doing uh, their next expansion. They've got uh, one of those uh, Kickstarter things going on as well. Lots of stuff with that. Uh, For anybody that may not know, that was a uh, kind of a a reworked, remade card game as well. It's digital. And they also do um, have all of the cards available for free. They are trying to kind of combat that uh, pay to win experience so all of the cards you get absolutely free uh, you can play and uh, the also kind of interesting thing and and a couple of card games I kind of mentioned this in the like you know early in our episode um, you know one twist that they have in as well is uh, you kind of take your turns simultaneously like you, you plan your turns at the same time and then once both players are done with the, like, planning step of their turn, then all of the actions happen. So there's a lot of, like, mind games and, you know, how how far down that, like, mind game rabbit hole do you want to go? You know, if you play something here, is your opponent going to play something there? And if they do that, do you still want to do this here? Do you want to do something? Oh, God, you know? oh, God. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
1: great. Yeah, no, it's, it's always um, fantastic, like, the levels of strategy that gets created. And how can you beat free? Yeah. You literally can't.
0: Yeah. So, you know, that's always something that, you know, if you're interested in card games, you can try it out and it doesn't cost you anything to try. So uh, that is definitely something there. Um, But yeah, again, I'm probably missing some, some news somewhere and there's probably other stuff as always. There's so many card games and there's always stuff happening for cards that, you know, there's, there's probably going to be things that uh, that I miss every now and then, but Uh, That is kind of what we have this week for news. Right. And uh, when we move to look at um,
1: competitive and organized play that we've seen in um, the card game sphere uh, lately, we're going to start by talking about uh, Pokemon VGC. uh, Knoxville Regionals for this past weekend. Uh, Justin Tang, a a new, uh, I guess, fairly newcomer to to the scene, took down the victory and afg's own nails uh actually made it in the top four in the knoxville regionals uh are very excited to see that happen and um if anyone got to watch some of the games justin tang was absolutely on fire uh with some incredible plays on on their way to uh, a win so uh some very exciting stuff going on in pokemon lately um We also have Battle Spirits Saga has announced launch events March 24th through March 26th in Las Vegas, London, Melbourne, Australia, and a to-be-determined location in Latin America with $350,000 in prize pools and an on-site pickup for product with more details still to come. Uh, there will, of course, be links to the things that we're talking about uh, in, the, in the show later here that you can find. Um, and lastly, uh, for competitive and organized play, we have SCG Con Charlotte this weekend, uh, March 3rd through the 5th. So starting that's right today's March 3rd it's starting now uh you gotta you gotta dive in quick if you want to take part in it uh it's Magic the Gathering Flesh and Blood and Soul Forge Fusion Learn to Play events going on in Charlotte right now
0: yes and you know we were talking about this like right before we started recording and I was like what what is this Soulforge Fusion. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh great, another game that I need to uh <laughs> that I need yep, to learn." Add it to the list. Uh, be- <laughs> yeah, uh add it to the list. I had not heard of this one. Um so yeah, I was kind of looking into it and uh it looks like it maybe has come out. It came out in like the end of October. Uh so that was kind of cool. I'm seeing on their website that it looks like in the UK and Europe. It's releasing, or it just released like a week ago. Uh, so that that's kind of a good sign, I think. If if you know a card game is coming out and releasing in like multiple places around the world, that's usually a good sign. Um, they have on their website, you know, of course, the uh, upcoming events for organized play for 2023. That's always enticing. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious, but it says that it's a hybrid deck game from the creators of Magic, The Gathering, and Ascension deck building game. So, all right. Yeah, it sounds kind of exciting. Check it out.
1: Uh, Just the word hybrid. I'm already like, my ears perk up. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We're doing a bunch of things at once. I'm, I'm interested. Tell me more. Yeah. Should be cool to check out. Absolutely. Well, I know we discussed two any... um possible idea for uh topic of the week. Um for me that pretty much has just been like things happening in Hearthstone. Was there anything different you wanted to specifically focus on?
0: Um uh-huh. Not particularly. Again, I've kind of still been trying to get caught up with everything. Fair, yeah. Uh, yeah, I felt really like disconnected from things. So I, you know, I, I'm grateful for companies posting on their like Twitter and stuff, <laughs> so I can just go to their Twitter page, yep. and be like, oh, okay, yep. that, that's the new thing. Well, you know, uh, um, family
1: and and real life things going on are always uh, something that takes precedence and are way more important. Uh, and we can we can always get back to. Uh, you know catching up on other things uh, at a later point in time when when there's more important things happening but um, as far as topic for me I I think it just it focuses on um, the new uh, balance patch in Hearthstone because I have to say um, in probably about the eight years that I've been playing Hearthstone this was one of the most frustrating experiences that I've had playing Hearthstone, the most recent meta that just got patched. Um, the Death Knight location was running roughshod over the entire format uh, in Standard, and it was brutal. And they changed it, and it feels good again. Um, naturally, it's it's only a day in uh, to the patch or a couple days into the patch, um, but uh, it's exciting to see more things get a chance and and be developed uh, as options to play rather than just getting all locked out by Frost Death Knight. Um, I know you play. You had a chance to play a little bit too. Uh, do you have any initial impressions on this early meta Dragon Rider?
0: It's way better. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's way better, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I I mean. I was personally uh, slightly bummed that they just bumped the cost of uh, the location up. I I would have liked to have seen the rusher go to a 4-4 four four and not a 4-5. Yeah. Because um, I, I just think being able to use that multiple times and really take advantage of the already like hero power that Death Knight has plus death rattles because it's destroying minions so it's not transforming them so you do get death rattle effects and stuff just like all of that combined it's like this just feels like it's doing too many things uh for, for me so I, I would have liked to have seen that go to a 4-4 minion instead of a 4-5 uh, but in terms of you know overall how I felt after like the first day so far it has it has felt a, a bit better
1: yeah, it, I mean, it's still a pretty insane card for four mana. Um, for yes. three mana, it was super broken, uh, especially with how it would enable you know a player to go uh, play an egg on turn one and then coin it out on turn two and pop the egg and have all these stats that you had such a hard time coming back from. Um, but uh, to your point about the 4-4, I actually heard some speculation from the community that uh, it was highly unlikely to have its stats get changed because it's already another card um with its own art and everything attached to it so because the four or five rush monstrosity was also from a two mana card that transforms one and it's the same exact token it creates so many additional like uh developer challenges to like adjust it in the game client um because you know they're using the same art and the same stats and everything so if you changed one from the location it would also affect the other card or then you'd have to separate them out or use new art or a different token uh, it, it kind of it opens this whole giant can of worms so it, it does kind of make sense to me that they weren't able to touch the stats even though i think in i in i in an ideal world um they likely would have uh that seems like at least part of why they probably weren't doing anything other than mana cost
0: yeah no it it absolutely makes sense i just you know again like personally i'm like ah right. it still just feels too good like yeah um the other card i mean whatever like nobody uses it so <laughs> who cares <laughs>
1: i mean <laughs> it's not even a thing <laughs> mine warlock players are upset uh because Noel got more expensive for them, and it's that's annoying and it, it creates some problems with some of their gameplay patterns uh when that was an important piece of removal, like in the early to mid game um and it completely you know gets rid of all of the uh most brutal shaman high rolls, which did get to be pretty problematic as an outlier uh prior to um you know, the, the Death Knight location kind of taking over. I felt like Shaman took a backseat for a little while in that Death Knight meta, so noel wasn't that problematic, but with the <clears throat> excuse me, with the nerf to the location, there, at least it opened the door for Shaman to get really broken and everywhere again with evolve effects, so I think it was a smart move to adjust the noel to 11 so it can't evolve into 10 drops and go crazy on you know turn 3 or something.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's kind of interesting too. Uh I spent uh a lot of time yesterday um playing some warlock uh, like kind of the the big like undead, you know, warlock deck. Uh and that runs null as well. Uh I'm not sure how it really impacted mindlock. But my experience playing that was honestly, null didn't really feel much different in that deck. I still felt like I was playing it for three mana a lot of times, Um, you know, having coin made a a difference there for sure. Um, But I I still felt like I actually was getting to play null on turn three or four still fairly often. Uh, So it didn't really feel like the null nerf uh, hit that deck. Definitely shaman because you're trying to like really take advantage of it. But um, you know, for especially if you're just trading in and killing the knoll off, you're like, eh, who really cares? Like it yeah. didn't really feel like it um impacted as much. So I was kind of glad for that. I think if the knoll kind of stays like that, I think that's a really good spot for it to be where it can still kind of be included in some of those decks that have, you know, the large hand size and, and kind of played out that way. Um, but it's not getting abused like it was in Shaman. Absolutely. Now, how do you feel about the parrot change?
1: <laughs> I didn't really play Wild, um, but there were a few times when I would venture into Wild, sometimes just to like complete a quest or something that was otherwise hard to complete, and uh, I ran into the incredibly toxic Mage deck that ran the quest uh, and set up you know infinite turns uh with parrot and it was absurd and it was irritating to play against and i'm, I'm pretty glad that they changed parrot because effectively it does nothing different for standard like this is a standard card um standard legal card the gray sage parrot that people can uh put in their decks if they want to right now and uh the deck that runs parrot in mage and Standard would never dream of trying to recast a spell that cost 5 uh or even 6 most of the time they they want to recast spells that cost 9 or 10 uh, uh or at worst 8 with a parrot uh so effectively nothing changed for standard and so much changed for wild just with that one different cost it can't recast the have an additional turn for free and your opponent doesn't get to play the game Um, So I think that was a fantastic change that they made. Uh, Helps the wild community, uh, doesn't impact standard at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was. uh, I heard some people were were talking about if it would impact uh, the the spells that you would get drawn off of Belinda and changing them to five. And it was like, oh, but then they're five. But you play them for five, but they still count as like the nine and ten cost spells. So then... The parrot still recast those, <laughs> yep. uh, so that still, interaction yeah, doesn't exactly, change yeah. for standard. Yeah, so um, kind of interesting there. Uh, yeah, that's that was the only card that was also in in standard, but it really was like you said made for wild. Uh, that change was pretty interesting, and again, like. This is something that just is so amazing to me with these digital card games is they change all these things. And it's like, you can change one card that impacts multiple modes, or you can, you know, put in, oh, five changes. And then it's like, ah, oh, that's a small patch. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean this is a small patch? Adjust you know? a number, kill um,
1: a card completely, you know? Five yeah, becomes a six, three becomes a four, anything like that.
0: Yeah, and... You know, I I think we've kind of talked uh, about it before in some of our other episodes, but kind of that uh, discussion of just how, like, social media, how internet and and everything as well, like, we have this instant access to information as well. So in these digital games, right, you have this uh, change, and then immediately, right after the patch, you can go online, you can see streamers playing different decks, you know, uh, you can see what those people are talking about with the changes. You can see all of that just like instantly after these changes, uh, which, you know, it's, it kind of feels like, I think in physical games, there's, there's a little bit of more of a slowdown with some of that information getting to people, Um, you know, because people have to actually spend the time physically like playing it. And it's a bit harder to, play those cards once they get the new, you know, the changes or new cards, and then put that up online. Whereas the digital cards, I mean, it's instant. Uh, so it's just, it's kind of fascinating to me, like, watching this too, where already it's like, you know, a day later and it's like, oh yeah, there was a patch. Oh yeah, that happened. Like, cause, you know, already in the one day, it it already has fe- felt like more time has passed because everything's so instant.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. As far as um, our other remaining cards, too, uh, just to again highlight the, uh, the changes in the, the patch, um, you know, I don't really, again, like I said, play much in terms of wild, um, but Cataclysm, they, they changed a the mana cost as well. to um, it, it basically disables the, all the things, you know, that you can do at once in a, a broken combo play. Uh, just by adjusting one mana cost to make it impossible. And uh, with Spectral Pillager, they they kind of just killed the card. Um, they, they really nuked it, because uh, it used to be a combo that dealt damage equal to the number of other cards you played this turn, uh, and that could go anywhere. For instance, face. So that was the, um, you know, play a million cards and just lethal your opponent by uh, playing this card at the end of your string of things now it does two damage to a minion for each other card you've played uh they dropped the mana cost made it a five five uh, uh, or it stays as five five um and funny enough someone has already pulled off a turn five lethal combo with this card still because you know wild players of
0: course they will not <laughs>
1: they will not be stopped um I, I saw it uh i saw a feature just the other day someone was running a combo with uh silas so you you take the card uh it's like an tongue something or other it's it's a super cheap card uh you play that on your board you play silas to rotate it to your opponent's board and then you have the pillager send all of his damage into that card which then reflects the damage back to them um but you know, it's a lot more complicated and a lot less toxic than it was. So it's it's still a good change. It, it certainly involves a lot to pull off that kind of crazy combo now.
0: Dang. I mean, I'm not surprised, but also like that's amazing. And <laughs> yeah. and like again, I don't know, like just going back to the the whole, you know, instant information too, like I never would have known that, you know. How, how long would it have taken us to know that? <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Before, mean, physical but now it's called card games. Like... You know, it would have been a legend passed down somewhere. Like, no way. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Come on.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just folk tales being told around the campfire. Instead, yeah. no, there's busy the video evidence.
1: You could go find it. Hey, look, look at what they did. <laughs> yeah, Wild stuff. Uh, it's amazing. Pun partially intended. Yeah. <laughs> and uh outside of our um our topic of the week uh like we like we often do for guests uh, we've got our lightning round i'm just going to be rapid fire asking these questions for you dragon rider to come back to your quick gut reaction questions as our way to kind of conclude this interview for you um i know you've heard the questions before but don't think too hard (laughs) about it i want to hear from the gut uh, if you okay. were a card from any of the card games you played, which one would you be?
0: Uh, oh shoot. I, You know what? I have asked all of the AFG members this when I did interviews for all of you. And I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I have an answer for this? Um,
1: On the spot now.
0: If I, yeah, if I had to be a card. Okay. It would. No, you know what? All right. Here, here is what it is. This is it. It would be. It's probably upside down. You can't really see it on the video, but it would have to be the uh, Dire Muck Murlock here. He's cute. He's got a little pot belly and he's eating. He's just sitting there chilling, eating a fish with his little pot belly. I love him. I mean,
1: that's literally the best answer (laughs) you could give. Show the (laughs) tattoo and be like, it would be this one. Hell yeah. I like it. (laughs) All right. uh, Next question in the lightning round. Favorite type or archetype of deck to play?
0: Uh, usually like aggro or mid range style decks. Um, not really much of a control player. I I will play those and like combo decks and stuff. Um, but I usually prefer the the aggressive decks.
1: Sweet. What's one goal you have for yourself in the card game sphere? Just one. I know uh, you got a million,
0: but just I, just one. God, I know. <laughs> Top current goal, maybe. Yes. Go crazy. Um. Wow. Uh, okay, I will say I want to, uh, I want to say win a tournament, but now it's like, well, what tournaments? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, uh, I, you know what, I would I would like to top, just top placement at an in-person tournament, I think is kind of uh, what I would like to aim for.
1: Well, oh, I like that. All right, and uh, we've talked about physical versus digital a lot. So, uh, preference, Dragon Rider, do you prefer physical or digital cards?
0: It's it's got to be digital for me. You know, as much as I I love that history of the the physical cards, and I know some people say they they love the shuffling and stuff, but for me, it's it's the digital. I just I love the the ease to have access to those digital cards and not have to worry about carrying cards around or having to go in person.
1: Nice. I'm, I'm with you. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's also really expensive to, like, keep physical card collections, you know? Yeah. Uh, or can get to that point depending on, you know, what you're into. Um, the the flip side is, if the game ever goes down, they're, they're all gone. But <laughs> it's still a lot yes. easier to carry, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And uh we've we've heard your socials uh before, but it can never hurt to to drop them again. Uh Dragon Rider, where can people find you and follow you?
0: Yeah, uh you can find me on Twitter, uh DonnyDK DAWNIEDK, uh Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, uh, all of those Dragon Rider TCCG. And uh, obviously on this podcast, Roundtable, and also every week uh, doing Doctor 3, we focus on Standard Hearthstone. Um, So you can find me chatting over there as well. Sweet. Any other uh, closing thoughts? Thank you so much for for joining and being here. I'm looking forward to seeing how we develop the show together.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited to be a part of it. Um looking forward to next week and the weeks beyond. Um there's always new, exciting, fun stuff to talk about. Uh, you know, I I know I lean more hearthstone, but I will try to broaden some horizons uh, you know, over the the course of my time on the show and, and I'm looking forward to diving into some other card games and, and learning more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Actually we could we could like take that approach, you know, just as like a uh for for Dr. 3, and we kind of have the, the three hosts. They're kind of different roles. Like, I'm considered the, like, pro on the team. And we have someone who's, like, you know, good. They're not maybe quite at that level. And then we have someone who's kind of learning and growing. Uh, we could kind of take that approach here, too. You know, like, learn about more card games and, and learn more as we go. Absolutely. Like I'll, I'll take
1: notes from the pro. <laughs> I'm ready to learn.
0: (laughs) I don't know if that's me on this show. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) But, you know, thank you, Ron. And thank you to everyone who checked out this episode this week as well. Uh, If you or someone you know would be interested in joining us for a week on the show, please reach out to us. Uh, You can email us at tccgroundtable at protonmail.com. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at TCCG Roundtable. We have a top pin tweet there that you can use to join in our Discord and chat with us in there about different games. Uh, You can also listen to uh, the audio version, of course, everywhere. But we also do have a video version that you can check out, which is uh, on my personal channel, uh, YouTube Dragon Rider TCCG. so you can check that out. and uh, we also are affiliated with inked gaming. So you can use our link there to help directly support us. You can get all sorts of cool like dice bags, play mats, all that kind of stuff. and they have some really, really cool stuff over there. so uh, would love if you could you know help support us and get some cool stuff at the same time. And uh, you can find us individually. Uh, I already plugged all of my stuff, but where can people find you, Ron? Uh, so I don't have quite a, a
1: wider presence yet. Uh, just Twitch and YouTube and Twitter at the moment before I dive into some other things. So Twitch, uh, RonMexicoHS, YouTube, also the same handle, RonMexicoHS, and on Twitter, I am at Ron underscore
0: HS. Perfect. Well, thank you again for everyone for joining us this week and we will see you at the roundtable. Take care, everyone.